0: The 96th episode of the Hondo Handlers podcast is brought to you by Buxy's Salty Dog and Dry Dot 28. Bucks' has been located on the beach for 23 years. Dry Dot 28 is only five years young. Two destinations in one place. A great place to catch all your sports action. NCAA hoops, hockey, baseball, football with over 50 TVs and 10 satellites. Great menus serving pizza, burgers, wings, and seafood. An award-winning cheesesteak. Soon to be open seven days, but for now, Thursday through Sunday. Bracket-busting specials for all NCAA games and a great place to host an event with in-house catering on or off location. Call 410-289-0973 or find him on the web at Bucksies.com. My guest today is Kevin Gates. How you doing today, Kevin? Good, Hondo. How you doing, buddy? Oh, thank you. Hey, I know Bucks is the Pittsburgh headquarters in Ocean City, Maryland, and I know you are a Penguins fan. So, fantastic and glad to have you on. Thanks
1: for thanks for inviting me. I, I watched the Penguin game and, and the Salty Dog, and uh, great environment for any kind of sporting event. And uh, it was great food and, and good people. So, good stuff.
0: Let me tell my listeners a little bit about you before we get started. Sounds good. Kevin has been the head lacrosse coach at Virginia Episcopal School and teacher of economic and government since 2019 in Licksburg, Virginia. Before that, he was a business and development representative and head lacrosse coach at Worcester Pre- 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 Territory School for over 15 years. He was also a head lacrosse coach and environment counselor at Sunny Day High in Day high, New York, for over five years. But he was a recruiter and visited every high school on Long Island. That has been a task for you. <laughs> it was. <laughs> he, he was the master Junior College counselor and coach of the year in 2002. He was also the head coach a lacrosse and admission counselor at Shenandoah University for over five years. He was an assistant lacrosse coach and student activity program coordinator at the University of Notre Dame. Is that in Pennsylvania?
1: Yeah, that's one in
0: beautiful downtown South Bend, Indiana, pal. Indiana, right. <laughs> uh, he attended Nassau Community College in Garden City, New York. He received his bachelor's in liberal arts and science and from Salisbury University. And he also received a Master of Education, Counselor Education, and School Counseling and Guidance Sur- Services from Salt Lake University too. Coach, you have an impressive career and continue to do big things. Congratulations!
1: Thanks, Hondo. Yeah, I've been fortunate. Uh, I—it's I, funny. I sometimes compare my life experiences to Forrest Gump. You yeah, know, and that might might not be the brightest bulb on the tree, but. I've, I've been fortunate to have some great experiences and met some great people along the way. So,
0: Well, Coach, tell me a little bit about your upbringing, maybe where you grew
1: up and if you played any sports before high school. So I grew up on uh, in Centerport, Long Island, um, went to Harbor Fields High School, uh, grew up playing. My first, very first sport was uh, I played football uh, when I was six years old um, on the Fighting Fleas. Uh, we were undefeated and unscored upon, um, Hondo, uh, my first year of organized sports. We never gave up a point the whole year of the team I was on. And, uh, I look back at that, that, uh, picture of the players on that team. And there were some unbelievable athletes that wound up being, you know, future funny to mention, uh, college lacrosse players, uh, big time college lacrosse players. So, uh, but that was my very first sport. I played football my whole life, um, and then uh, I started with baseball when I was seven uh, and played a few years of baseball and then also played basketball um, growing up. Um, when I got to high school, I stopped playing basketball. I played in ninth grade and then uh, I, I stuck with football and lacrosse in, uh, in 10th and 11th and 12th grade. So um but yeah, I played any sport I could. Um, you know, we would just go. I lived pretty close to our elementary school, and we would just go up and uh, get a bunch of guys from the neighborhood and just start playing um, any sport. Um, we played street hockey. I was on the, F- the Centerport Flyers. We were uh, we were a street hockey team. It was it was a lot of fun growing up. So that sounds like you had a lot
0: of sports, didn't you, uh, younger yeah. days. Yep. Um, do you have any sports memory when, uh, you know, a, a youth sports memory that you'd like to share?
1: Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> funny you ask me that. So my very first year when I played football, um, we again, we were undefeated and unscored upon. And in the last game of the year, I was playing defensive line. I played offense and defensive line back then. Um, and I got a safety. And all my teammates were jumping on me and like, you got a safety, you got a safety. And the ref was, you know, doing the signal and safety, and I was like, awesome. I'm like, you know, what's a safety? <laughs> I had no idea what a safety was, but I tackled the guy in the end zone, and I got a safety. So uh, it, was, it was a great memory. <laughs> hey, um, Kevin, was there one or two
0: people um uh, dared you to play sports when you were young?
1: Uh, my father, definitely. Uh, my father, uh, my brother's a year older than me. We I was the youngest of six, but um, – my, bro- my my father, you know, really, we we had three boys and three girls in the family. My oldest brother was a, a – my oldest sibling was a, my brother. And then I had three sisters, and then my brother and I were the last two. And uh, him and I both played sports. My oldest brother played sports. Um, my father was a football player and baseball and basketball player growing up, and he got us involved, um, actually sent us to boxing school one year. Uh, my father got used to get a lot of street fights. He was a Marine. And, uh, and when he came back from the war, he, he, uh, the war wasn't done yet. So he was still fighting at home and, uh, and he he wanted us to learn the right way to fight instead of learning to fight on the street. So we, uh, he sent my brother and I to boxing school. I went one day, gave a kid a bloody nose and never went back. I did not want to hurt someone I had nothing against. So, uh, my brother stayed with it. My brother loved it. Actually. Uh, it's my brother's livelihood now. He's a, a fifth degree black belt in taekwondo. So that's what he does for a living. So, wow. um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, but my father really encouraged us to play sports. Um, you know, he was definitely the, the driving force of that. So, um, Kevin,
0: what high school did you attend?
1: I went to Harborfields High School in Greenlawn, New York. Um, and so we uh, actually, <laughs> Um, on the, on the, uh, star, uh, the walk of stars, um, people might remember the name Mariah Carey. Uh, she went to my high school. So, wow, yeah. So, uh, people know that name. So, yeah. And if people know lacrosse, uh, they might've heard of Mark Millen. Uh, he was the MVP of the world games back in, I don't remember what year. Um, but he went to my high school. He was, uh, the player of the world, world Games, So. Um, he played at UMass. He was a really good lacrosse player.
0: Very interesting. Yeah. Um, Kevin, after high school, you just decided to te- attend Nassau Community College.
1: Correct. Was that your first
0: choice, or were you considering other colleges?
1: So that's a funny story, too. When I came back from uh, Christmas vacation my senior year, uh, a bunch of my buddies were talking about where they were going to school, and I had a complete panic attack. I had no idea where I was going because I hadn't applied anywhere. Right. Um, I was way behind the, the eight ball that. So uh, my brother went to Nassau Community College, played football there, and I just said, you know what? I'm going to take all this pressure off my shoulders. I'm just going to go to Nassau with him. And uh, so that's what I did. I went there for two years and was able to bring my grades up, save my parents a heck of a lot of money, and uh, and got two years of, of uh, really great – I played football and lacrosse there, and it was – Unbelievable uh, experience in both sports that it was high, high, high level. So um, did you I
0: understand you won two national championships uh, while your team, while you're playing there?
1: Right. Uh, so my freshman year, I was playing football. We actually, we were probably ranked third in the country, maybe even high as second. Um, we lost to Ferrum. That was our first loss. Um, and they were really good. Um but we lost to them, and then uh, I stopped playing football and concentrated on lacrosse. But lacrosse, we went up winning two national championships while I was there, and uh, as a player, and uh, played some of the played with some of the best players I would ever play with. Um, just un- unbelievable. Every day in practice was, you know, you're going against the best players in the country, and uh, it was it was a great learning experience for me.
0: Wow! So, um, so you took that learning experience and moved on to Salisbury, University was it Salisbury University then.
1: Uh, it was actually Salisbury State College back then. Oh yes, yeah. so I was yeah. yeah. that because that's yeah. what it was when I went there.
0: Yep. Yep. State yep. How yep. did you make? How did you make that decision to go to Salisbury?
1: All right, so um, I was recruited because I went to Nassau, and we were the best team in the country in junior college. I was recruited by probably about, I don't know, maybe fifteen schools, um, and. I I really didn't play much at NASA. I was like, on uh, my sophomore year, I was the fastest kid on the team, but, um, but I hardly played. Uh, I was a midfielder. Um, I was on third midfield up until the, the first scrimmage. And then they moved me to fourth midfield and that meant you hardly saw the field. So I was on fourth midfield and, uh, and again, I hardly played, but, but I was on that team and I was fast. I was a good athlete. And, uh, and I got recruited by about 15 teams. Um, it came down to uh, I applied to four schools my sophomore year at Nassau. I applied to Plattsburgh State, which my cousins lived up in Plattsburgh in upstate New York, uh, and I always loved it up there. Um, I applied to uh, North Carolina, which was my dream school. Uh, they had just won the national championship in 82. And excuse me, uh, let me see, 81 and 82, they won the national championship in Division One. Uh, So they were the two-time defending national championships when I came out of high school. And, uh, and I really wanted to go to school there, but they weren't recruiting me, but I was trying, I was going to try to walk on there. Uh, And then I got recruited by Salisbury. The the two that I applied to that I got recruited by were Salisbury and Washington college. And, uh, and Salisbury had a, a good business school. And they also had football, which I, I stopped playing after my freshman year, but I always had in the back of my head that I might want to go back and play uh, because I love football. So, uh, I wound up going to Salisbury. So, and it was, it was really a little that I know it would wind up being a great move for me. So it, it was a great, great, great experience.
0: So, um, what did you major in, in Salisbury? Uh,
1: I was actually a business major up until my last semester. And, uh, I was a finance major. And then I realized, uh, I, I might still be in school there if I stayed with finance. Uh, <laughs> so I switched to liberal studies because I realized I could graduate. And uh, I want. I was, I was on the five-year plan. I'd finished playing lacrosse after my fourth year. And I, I at that point I just wanted to get out of college. Um, you know, five years was enough for me. So I, I, uh, I switched my major and I graduated and in, uh, in, again, after my fifth year. So.
0: So, but you also went back, did you go back and and get your master's of education? No,
1: yes. But, uh, in between, uh, when I graduated with my, my undergraduate degree, uh, I actually worked on wall street for you. I worked in the, uh, New York Mercantile exchange. Wow. Uh, Yeah. I worked, uh, right in the world trade center. So, um, (laughs) my my mother's cousin was the chairman of the New York Mercantile exchange. And, uh, and she kept telling me to call him. He was looking for people. He, his business, his company, was growing. And I, uh, I hesitated, and then I finally did it. And he brought me in for an interview. And I worked there for a year. It was one of the best experiences of my life. So it was really a, uh, I, I always felt I'd go home on the train shaking like a leaf because I was, I was totally stressed. But it was a, I, I, I figured out quickly if I could do that for a year if i could work there i could do anything um because it was so it was so high stress um but it was a great experience so wow
0: not many people get to work on wall street
1: no and again Hondo, that's i i joke but i i really like if you watch the movie forrest gump and the experiences he had like i look at that like you know i'm gonna get to it in a little bit but you know I worked on Wall Street. I worked in the World Trade Center. I coached at the <laughs> University of Notre Dame. You know, like, I've got some unbelievable experiences that I'm like, this could be, you know, this is like Forrest Gump, you know. It's, uh, it's a pretty neat experience. So,
0: so did you come back uh, to Salisbury for you to get your master before you worked at the University of Notre Dame?
1: Okay, so uh, I'll give you how I got into coaching. Um, I was working on Wall Street, and for my vacation – I decided to work a lacrosse camp that I had worked at uh, two years prior to working on wall street. Uh, it was okay. at Western Maryland college at the time, which is now McDaniel college. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was, it was called the all America lacrosse camp. And it was run by Andy Jones, who was the founder of the Salisbury lacrosse program. right, uh, And then uh, also Bobby Greeby, who worked for SDX and Jim Dark the late Jim Dark who worked for Laxworld. Um, and they started this camp and i worked the camp for two years uh, prior to working on Wall Street and for my vacation uh, on when I was working on Wall Street i decided to, instead of going to lay on some beach somewhere i would go work this camp because i loved it i always had a great time there and uh, i figured why not so uh, i went up working that camp and uh, the beginning of the week i was coaching a camp there at uh, excuse me, I was coaching a team there at the camp. And uh, at the beginning of the week when I was working with these kids, they could care less what I had to say. Um, but by the end of the week, I couldn't I couldn't shake these kids off me. Like, they were glued – their eyes were glued to me. And, and, and I felt like a really strong bond to these kids that I barely knew. And uh, at the end of the week, uh, I kept bringing up the movie Hoosiers all week. It was right after the movie Hoosiers came out. Um, this was 1988. Okay, so um, I was uh, I I kept bringing up the movie Hoosiers all week. And every time we broke our tunnel for the camp, uh, we would go one, two, three team. So um, these kids somehow they they found, if you remember back in the day, cereal boxes used to have uh, prizes in the bottom of them. And uh, these kids found uh, a prize in the bottom of a cereal box. It was uh, the only thing I can think of. It was I think it was a license plate for for a bicycle. It was a plastic little um, little piece of plastic that looked like a, a license plate for for a bike. And they somehow found these stickers, and they put on this license plate Hoosiers team, excuse me, Hoosiers coach team on it. And they put these stickers with that on there. And they put a string through it, and they gave it to me as a necklace. I still have that today. And I wear it in every game I coach. Well, These kids gave me this necklace. I almost started balling in front of them. And, and I realized right then and there what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And that was, you know, I wanted to start, I wanted to get into coaching and start building relationships. And that's what it's all about for me. So
0: amazing.
1: So yeah. from there, did you say, okay, I want to go to coaching and some kind of way you hook
0: back up with Salisbury?
1: So well, another quick story, I had to go back home now and tell my mother okay. what I was planning on doing. Now, um, it's funny because when I was leaving that camp, Terry Corcoran, who was the coach's washington college at the time a hall of famer uh he asked me he was coaching with me that week we were coaching the same team and uh he was driving by me as i was packing my car up he said hey what are you doing now you i go i'm heading home he goes you're going back to wall street i go yeah he goes he goes man that's a shame he goes if you ever want to get into coaching he goes i I like i'd love to have you come help me he goes i like the way you work with the kids i said man i was like there's a hall of famer asking me to coach with him i said (laughs) coach that's awesome I said what do you got he goes well I don't have any money he goes you know you'd have to live off the land a little he goes but I'll make sure you eat and I was like I was like you know what did I know I'm like okay that sounds good so now I'm on the way home I'm I'm thinking I I gotta tell my mother I'm gonna quit my job on Wall Street and go work for nothing and so my mother you know she's like how was the camp and my mother and father eating dinner I'm like it was awesome and she's like well tell me about it I go uh well this guy uh the coach at Washington college offered me a job. She's like, all of a sudden my father puts the newspaper down and my mother takes her glasses off. And she's like, well, what is he, what is he offering you? I go, well, he doesn't have any money, but, uh, but he's, you know, he said he'd make sure I could, I would eat. And my mother started screaming at me and I'm like, Oh man, I put my <laughs> tail between my legs. I'm like, she's right. What am I thinking? This is stupid. <laughs> so I went back to work for another week. And then like the, the following Sunday, I was cleaning my parents' pool Sunday, the day of rest and and my mind starts working and I'm sitting out outside of my parents house and in the backyard. And I started thinking, you know what? In my head, I'm like, I don't care what my mother thinks. This is what I want to do with my life. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way to make this work. And sure enough, uh, as I was cleaning the pool, my mother's phone rang. It was Coach Berkman from Salisbury. He had just gotten the job there. And uh, as the new head coach, and heard I was thinking of getting into coaching, wanted to know if I'd come down and interview for, to be his assistant. And, uh, I, I said, absolutely. I wound up going down. He, uh, I interviewed with him and he offered me the job. I got the graduate assistant position at Salisbury. I was his first assistant coach and, you know, about a million, uh, career wins later. And he's the winningest coach in NCAA history of lacrosse. Um, I was his first assistant and, uh, Again, another great experience that that I just chalk up to just God's grace. So,
0: oh man, that was, that was that's amazing. Yeah. So how, how long did you work there with the uh, you know, Solberg? You got the master's there and you're still working. How long did you were you at
1: I was there for three years. Um, so Hondo, here's, here's a, another quick story, and I got a million stories as I told you. <laughs> um, but uh, my first year, so I was still working on Wall Street, I told Coach Berkman. Uh, school had already started. Okay. So um, he offered me the job after Labor Day and school had already started. So I couldn't start school. I I was already too late. I had to wait until January to start my grad program. So I told coach Berkman, I said, coach, do me a favor, send me a box of recruiting material. I said, I'll hit some schools on Long Island before I get out of here. And uh, the very first school I went to, Hondo, was Farmydale High School. Uh, who was, you know, one of the best high schools in college lacrosse in, in the country. And uh, I'll never forget going to that school. And, you know, I'd spoken to Coach Berkman, and Coach Berkman is a pretty influential person when you speak to him. He told me, look, he goes, his recruiting pitch to me was, look, um, my fr- uh, Salisbury had missed the playoffs two years in a row before before he took over. And it was the first time in school history we had missed the playoffs two years in a row. And, and the only time they, they missed the playoffs, uh, two years in a row. So he said, our first goal is to make it back to the playoffs. Um, the second goal, the second year, was to make it to the Final Four. And then the third goal, during the third year, we wanted to be in the National Championship. We wanted to win the National Championship. Right. Hondo, I, I'm telling these kids in Farmingdale, uh, I'm telling them this pitch. Uh, because I believed it, know, I believed that school could do great things. I, I always believed that when I was there. I loved the school. I, I think it's a it's a, a fun school, but it's also a very good academic school. It's it's a good combination and it's a great lacrosse school. Like it's a Maryland state school. You could get kids for not that, you know, they're not paying a private school education. I just thought there were a lot of pluses for that school. And so so I'm telling these kids at Farmingdale High School, I, I'm giving them this pitch. And from Hondo, I'm fired up. I'm like giving him this pitch. I'm like, okay, I'm excited. So I hand out all the material. How do I pack up all my stuff? I let it, I cut them loose. They go out in the hall. I go out in the hall. All the stuff I gave him is on the floor in the hallway. Oh no. Yeah, I was like demoralized. And I was like, you know what? I'm like, you know, the heck with these guys. I said, cause I still believe in what I'm doing. So the next school I went to was garden city high school. Uh, and, at that visit i got a guy by the name of john russell uh who was a five foot six 130 pounds long stick midfielder who wound up being like a two-time all-american at salisbury and i got him to commit to salisbury Mm uh and he was one of the he was one of the first great players that during coach berkman's tenure that that played played there and it was he was he was instrumental for us uh, in what we were doing there. So I got him. The next school I went to, the third school, was uh, Port Washington High School, and I got a guy by the name of Mike Gallagher, who played at Salisbury and then his, uh, coached there. And he got his brother Darren to come there. Um, just a great family to come to Salisbury. And uh, and so you know, I, I I will never forget those kids throwing the material I gave them on the floor, and uh, and. Uh, you know, and then the, the two schools I went to after that, that uh, I just kept, kept the faith. And, uh, and, and so anyway, uh, I, I wound up going back to Salisbury and yeah, I, I uh, was there for three years. Coach his first three years and Hondo, you know, amazingly enough, uh, our first year, our first goal was to make it back to the playoffs. So we did that. Um, we made it back to the playoffs in 1989, our first year there. And then 1990, we made it to the final four. We lost to Hobart. Um, in the, uh, in the semifinals up in Geneva. And then in 91, uh, we were undefeated and ranked number one in the country and we lost a whole bout. We hosted the national championship. We lost by one goal in a heartbreaking fashion. I was bawling my eyes out cause I knew that was my last game. And, uh, I, I missed a ring by one goal. So, wow. uh, yeah, it was, uh, but it was, you know, I look back now, Hondo and, and I mean, coach Perpin it, it was such an amazing experience. It was, uh, I was so fortunate to be there and, and help him. And, and, uh, I just watch him now and in, in, in amazement what the guy's done. So it's, it's pretty cool.
0: What a great career he had too. Yeah. <clears throat> and you were part of it. So, uh, from there, did you move on to Notre Dame? I mean, uh, so, yes. Dame? Yep. Or so
1: no, from the, from, from, uh, Salisbury, I, I got my master's in 91. Uh, and again, that was my last game. So, uh, I, I was fortunate enough to have two opportunities. I was uh, offered a job at Brown when Dom Starger was the head coach there. Uh, and I got offered the position at, at Notre Dame. And uh, I had to make a decision between Brown and Notre Dame. And, and you know, you can't lose either place. Um, both places were pretty pretty awesome. And uh, But, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I took Notre Dame, and, and I'm an Irish Catholic fan from Long Island. And, uh, you know, my mother thinks I want to, I, I, I got a seat close, closer to God when I did that. So, um, <laughs> you know, she thinks I got I got a seat next to the Pope now. So, um, so it was, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. My mother, I'll tell you a quick story. My mother comes out there to visit me out in South Bend. She goes to the bookstore. She buys like, I don't know, like a thousand dollars worth of stuff. And like, everything was Notre Dame. Like she buys Notre Dame mom bumper sticker. I'm like, mom, I didn't go to Notre Dame. I went to Salisbury. She goes, I don't care. I'm proud of you. Like, she, she didn't have anything from Salisbury. But Notre Dame, man, she, had, she, bought, she bought the – you know, she bought everything. She closed the bookstore. So um, – but, yeah, she was pretty proud of me. It was uh, an unbelievable experience coaching there. Um, you know, it's funny because I always look back and you wonder what would have happened if you made different decisions. Because if I had gone to Brown, Don Starger, that was his last year at Brown. After he left there, he went to University of Virginia, and he won like – I think he won at least two or three national championships there. But I wonder – but the guy he took with him was the guy that took the job I turned down. Uh, I always wonder if I had gone to, you know, to Brown, if I – you know, if he would have taken me to Virginia. Who knows what would have happened. But things happen for a reason. And uh, I wound up going to Notre Dame. It was a great experience. I have that, you know – I feel like I'm, you know, part of the Notre Dame family, which is pretty cool. And, uh, you know, I, I thought long and hard about that. And I, you know, I'm happy with my decision. And, and, uh, and then after I left there, uh, I was there for one year and then I went and started the program at Shenandoah university. I was the, uh, the founding father of that lacrosse program. So man, you started the program. I did. I started that one from scratch. Hondo, I can keep you on all night long, telling you stories about that, but, um, I'll just tell you this real quick. So, My first year at Shenandoah, uh, we had sixteen kids on the team. I only had one kid that played in high school, Um, so I had some kids that never even saw lacrosse before their first game. Um, And and real quick, I'll give you two quick stories. Uh, The first practice we had at Shenandoah, I I I went out there like and and I was looking at my team. They were kind of some kids were having a catch, and and I just. Took a second and I said, You know what? I want to take this in. I, I looked out. I felt like Patton sur- surveying his troops, you know. I was like, You know what? This is my first head coaching job. I'm just going to take this in. So I looked at it and I, I, I took a second and then I blew the whistle. I said, All right, let's get our, you know, strap it on. Let's get our stuff on. Some kid sits down next to me on the sidewalk and he starts putting uh, one of those big strapping arm pads. He starts putting it on his foot. And I said, What are you doing? And he goes, I'm putting my knee pad on, coach. I said, That's not a knee pad, it's an arm pad. I I just I scratched my head and said, "Uh oh, what have I gotten myself into?" And uh, so that was uh, yeah. We lost my first game, thirty-four to nothing. Uh, we got outshot ninety-two to four. Um, yeah, that was a rough game. I, I wanted to I wanted to physically fight the head the other head coach, but I, I, I all, all was calm after that. Even though I was a little angry, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was an experience. I'll put it that way. Mm.
0: Wow. So you stayed there for a number of years, but then you moved on to was it Sunny uh, day High?
1: So I was at Shenandoah for five years, okay. and then I was able to uh, I was able to get a head coaching. Another started. I started another program at SUNY Delhi. It's it's up near Oneonta, New York. It, it's uh, okay. yeah, It was it was a uh, junior college at the time, and I had played at junior college, so I was very comfortable. I I liked the fact where I was recruiting kids and then sending them to play at four year schools. Uh, I love that, you know, it's kind of the middle ground. I, I could recruit kids but send them somewhere else when they were done playing for me. And it was – I we did very well there. I, I, I had four tough years to finally get that going, but my fifth year, it all fell into place. I had a great team. We finished uh, sixth in the country, and I wound up winning the, the National Junior College Coach of the Year. So it was, uh, it was really a, a storybook season. Man, that was amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, you were the coach of the year in a number of uh, different categories that year.
1: Yeah, it was uh it was pretty good. It was it was uh we had just had a great team. Everything fell into place. And how long were you there? I was there for five years also. Um, yep. And then uh yeah, so I I, uh, I loved it up there. I loved all the people. I felt like they loved me and it was really uh you know, again, you always wonder what would have happened if I had stayed. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a great place. I loved it. So then you
0: ended up back here, um, on the Eastern shore and you were at Worcester prep for almost 15 years. And, and, um, now you're down in
1: Virginia. Correct. I'm living in beautiful downtown Lynchburg, Virginia, loving life. Um, I'm at a boarding school and, uh, I had never worked at a boarding school until this year or until I got here. But, um, if you had told me it was like this, Hondo, this is exactly what I was looking for. I would have tried to do this right out of college. Um, it's, uh, it's a different lifestyle. Um, because, you know, um, at a boarding school, not only do I coach the kids, uh, I teach them. I, I, we eat in the same dining hall. We live in the same dorms. Uh, sometimes, uh, but you're with them so much more. You're with them really almost twenty-four-seven, um, and you really get to know the kids, and they get to know you. And it's uh, the impact, you know, that I try to make on them. But you know, I hope it's as much as they make on me. It's it's uh, it's exactly what I was looking for when those kids gave me that necklace at that camp. This is <laughs> this is exactly what I was looking for, and it's it's really. Uh, it's it's the best place I've ever worked, and and as happy as I was to get the job there, uh, I was even happier that my kids get to go to school there. So it's it's just a phenomenal place.
0: You absolutely had a lot of um, experiences with really lacrosse, and and um,
1: what is the best thing uh, you like about that school? Uh, I would say the people um now you know when i interviewed there um every person i met was nicer than the person before them um and the kids the kids are just the kids blow me away i mean uh we have kids from all over the world um we have a bunch of kids from china some kids from mexico we have some kids from germany um spain uh just again kids from everywhere it's uh you know it's it's an awesome environment um the, the way the kids, uh, are polite, the way they, how smart they are, how engaging they are, how much they want to learn. Um, it's, it's just, uh, it's a really special place. Um, you know, and, and it, it, it's makes me want to get up out of bed in the morning and, and run to work. You know, it's, it's just, a it's just a great place to work. I feel, uh, supported by the, by, by, uh, by my uh, supervisors, you know, it's, it's just a phenomenal place.
0: Who are some of the schools that you uh, may
1: play, uh, you know, come with that we play now? Yes. Uh, our, one of our toughest rivals is a uh, school in Roanoke. It's called North cross. They're very good. Um, we play St. Anne's Belfield, uh, up in, uh, Charlottesville. Uh, they're a very good team. Um, Woodbury Forest is another boarding school. Um, EC Glasses, which which is the public school in Lynchburg, they're very good. Um, Jefferson Forest, another public school in Lynchburg. Actually, it's in Forest. It's right next door. We play them. Um, yeah, those are those are some of the schools that that we uh, we come across. Okay. Um, tell me how.
0: I know you said a lot about coaching, but tell me how coaches. Coaching or sports has impacted your life? How you mean, maybe some of the
1: coaches, or I'm, I'm no, sorry? No,
0: how has, uh, basically, how has sports impacted your life?
1: Well, I mean, it's so my nickname in, uh, in <laughs> high school was sports. Okay? Oh, that, was, that was what my high school buddies called me. Uh, when I got to high school, because uh, I had a friend of mine come into my room and I have i had posters, sports posters, all over the you know, all over the room. And he was like, he just walked in and said sports. And that, that was my nickname in high school. So um, I love sports. Um, it's a huge part of my life. I mean, I, I grew up, again, the first thing I did was, I hate to say it's my identity. I don't I don't know that that's the truth, but uh, I, I'd like to think the relationships I make through sports are a big part of me. Um, but sports is a huge part. Um, my first coach at Salisbury Hank Jancic was a huge impact on my life. Uh, you asked me about, you know, who got me into sports, but really who got me into coaching? Uh, you know, I would say Hank Jancic was a huge impact on my life. Um, you know, just the type of person he was made me believe in myself, you know, before I believed in myself, like he believed in me before I believed in me and, uh, just did that through the way he, he interacted with me, you know, um, and I think that's a huge impact on my life. Um, so, yeah, I, it's a huge part of my life. Sports, um, he was, uh, yeah, everything. What
0: effect do you think you might have had on some of your players that you've coached? Uh,
1: you know, that's a great, great question. Um, I hope I hope, very impactful. Um, you know, uh, I've been invited to a couple of weddings. Uh, <laughs> hopefully I'll, I'll get invited to more. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I'd like to think that the school I'm coaching at now, um, I, I will hopefully be invited to many. Um, because, again, I get to know the kids so much better and they get to know me. But, um, but uh, yeah, I, I would like to think uh, I still stay in touch with a lot of my former players on Facebook. Um, you know, I, I'll just say this too, Hondo. When I was at Shenandoah, I, I, we had a tough stretch. I mean, I started that program from scratch and – we lost a lot of games. Um, we, it was tough. You know, I started that program from scratch. So, right. you know, it, it was a tough thing to do. And uh, and I, I know I was tough on those kids. Um, I'm not going to say I was Bear Bryant or anything. Um, but but uh, it was tough. I was tough on those kids. It was my first head coaching job. And, and I was uh, probably a pretty strong disciplinarian. Uh, I know there was one kid I had on that team that, that was not a huge fan of mine. Um, but you know what? Uh, somehow I reached out to him and I just, he, he wrote something on Facebook that was not very flattering of me. And I reached out to him and I said, you know what, Chris, I said, uh, you're absolutely right about that. And, uh, and I apologize. And he was dead silent on the other end of the phone. And he said, coach, what do you mean you're, you're sorry? I go, Chris, I'm all about the relationships. I go, and if I wasn't, if I didn't make that clear back then, I I said I, I apologize, and I think obviously um, I I said I failed our relationship, and 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 uh, you know that 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 is uh is disappointing to me, and he was dead silent on the other end, and he uh and he said, Coach, you know what? He goes when you said that, he goes, I I he just I, he totally changed his opinion. He wasn't he wanted to be angry at me at first, and then he was like, wow. <laughs> Because I, I guess he thought I was never gonna um, maybe humble myself to realize that you know, hey, I made mistakes too, you know, right. um, and uh, and I did back then. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I love those kids, and and as I get older now, Hondo too, I also realize um, while we all want to win, and I'm very competitive as much as the next guy, you know, winning and losing is not what it's all about. It's really about the relationships, and, I, I, and for me, that's what it's all about. And and how you handle yourself, win or lose, is, is, I think, the most important thing. And that's what you remember most uh, when you look back on this and, and, and this all these things. And, and I look back on my relationships with those kids from Shenandoah mostly. Because, again, we lost a lot of games. But I love those kids. And I look back. And, I mean, I'm still, like I said, I'm friends with most of them. Um, and it, it's really cool to have those relationships still.
0: I was going to answer the next question, was going to be. Um, what would you say you like most about coaching? But you might have uh, already explained that, unless you have something else to add. Uh,
1: Yeah, it's again, you probably would answer this from what I've already said, but it's all about the relationships. I mean, it's the relationships you build with these kids. And, uh, you know, you may be tough on them, and you may not be their friend when they're playing for you, but when they graduate and when they get older, you know, I, I, I tell them all, hey, if you're ever in Lynchburg, you got a place to stay, you know, um, I hope you come bring your kids and I'd love to meet them. And I would love the opportunity to coach one of my players, kids, you know, that that's when I should probably think about retiring, but but I would love that opportunity. And, uh, you know, so that's what it's all about for me. Um, You've um, actually
0: achieved a lot in your life, but what would you tell uh, kids
1: about Island their dreams I would tell them chase your dream as much as you can don't let anybody tell you you can't do something um, if it's your dream and again this whole thing with you know with coaching for me and, and when I wasn't offered any money at first right. I, I still would have done it like if, if I wasn't offered the job at Salisbury and I had to go to Washington College and, and he wasn't going to pay me any money I still would have done it and I think I, I know I would have been successful because in my opinion, Hondo, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you or what, what anybody else tells you. If you believe in yourself and you want to make something happen, you're going to make it happen. And, and and it doesn't matter how much money, you know, I, I always, like I, I tell kids, don't do something you want to do with your life. Like fo- follow your dreams because if you're ch- doing something just because of the money, that's not the right reason. And I always say It's like chasing a a false, a false dream. Like, don't chase a dollar bill. A dollar bill, you know, is not the the dream to chase. Chase, chase what you want, because in my opinion, you're going to work hard at it because you love what you're doing. And if you love what you're doing, you're, you know, like to me, I'll work till, you know, I'll sleep six hours a night. Like I don't need a whole, I'll work the whole day and just get six hours of sleep. That's enough for me. I mean, and I'll work the whole day, those other hours, um, because I love what I do. And if you love what you do, you're going to work hard at it. And eventually you will be successful at it. And that's the part where again, again, I think money will come. If you believe in yourself and you work hard at it, the money will come. Don't chase a dollar bill just because, you know, again, when I worked on wall street, I was doing that because I thought I was going to make good money. And, uh, but I realized that's not what I, what I, what I wanted to do. So. Right. Um, Kevin, what role, you know, I'm a good proponent of
0: good sportsmanship. So what role would you say good sportsmanship plays in youth sports?
1: I think it's huge. I, you know, I, I would tell you, and again, I, I, I don't want to like be uh, partial and talk about me or my kids, but my son grew up playing um playing for tom brown if you remember coach brown right and uh coach brown was a huge believer in sportsmanship Mm -hmm. um when my son was first playing baseball for coach brown um he was his first coach and he taught him to play baseball football and basketball and uh (laughs) i'll never forget my son was getting up to bat and i know you knew coach brown but he uh he did not like the parents telling the kids what to do um and and uh I, my son was up to bat the first time and i i played for coach brown when he was the defensive back coach at Salisbury that's when i played football there yeah. um he was my defensive back coach so i knew him and uh i, I love the guy but he uh when my son was up to bat the very first time <laughs> i was i was typical father standing behind the the the, the uh the the, the backstop yeah. and i had my hands through the fence and my son was up to bat and i said Mac, get your elbow up get your elbow up and Coach Brown whipped his head around me and said, Kevin, let him play. Let him play. I never said another word the rest of – as long as he played for Coach Brown, I never said another word. He, he put me in my place, and, uh, and I, I just – you know, he's a big believer in, in sportsmanship. Um, one thing I'm proud of my son, I think he's a great athlete, but the most I'm proud of him about is that he's a good sport. Um, you know, I was watching him play the other day. The catcher dropped his mask. My son on the other team, he picked it up and gave it to the kid. Like, he would pick kids up if they fall down. You know, I, I, you know, I'm just a huge believer in sportsmanship. I think, again, it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you conduct yourself. You know, and there's a quote, um, you know, talent will get you recruited, but let your character keep you there. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's a huge quote. Um, I've tried to tell some of my players that, you know, talent will get you – to places but your character is going to keep you there and uh and the character is what you're going to live with for the rest of your life after that so that's way more important than again one illusion is going to take care of itself so
0: well i always remember your son and he did display good sportsmanship when he was in the city
1: yeah i told him i was talking to you tonight and he's like oh that's that's cool that's cool <laughs> he said to say hello
0: so um Earlier, uh, I mentioned earlier that the Pittsburgh Penguins was one of your your favorite teams. Do you have any other favorite teams?
1: Uh, I'm an Islander fan uh, for hockey. I grew up on Long Island. Uh, My football team is the Giants. Uh, My baseball team is the Yankees. uh, And they're probably my favorite sports team. Um, And then uh, basketball, I'm a huge Knicks fan, but God bless them. They just take it out (laughs) of their own way. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that, those are my teams. And then, obviously, uh, was not a huge Notre Dame fan until I coached there. But once you coach there, you can't help but You know, you know, I'm I'm a Notre Dame fan through and through. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Uh,
0: do you have any hobbies? Or, uh, do you play golf?
1: I do. I love golf. Um, so I grew up uh, as a caddy. That was my first job, um, oh. and I worked at several golf courses in ocean city. I worked at, uh, Eagles landing first. And then I worked at, I remember seeing you there when we had camp there. Yes, um, yes. And then, uh, I was working there then. And then I worked at lighthouse sound and then I worked at, um, Glen Riddle and that's where I finished. I worked at all three of those golf courses.
0: Well, uh, I also wanted to thank you for coming down and helping out with our, uh, ocean city summer youth lacrosse camps, uh, over the years. You did a great job.
1: Yeah, I loved it there. Um, that was a great camp. Um, you know, I, I don't, again a lot of great relationships with with. Uh, I remember Coach Kyle running it originally when I got there, and then uh, Coach Berkman took over, and it was a great camp. I really enjoyed that. So, um, Kevin, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, this has been great. This I I could keep you talking all night. So. It's probably it's probably better you you, you cut me off, otherwise we, we
0: we might be on all night. Well, make sure you tell your family and everyone I said hello. I will, buddy. Especially your son; he probably remembers me. Um. Oh yeah, he remembers you. Well, but on that note, I guess I bring our podcast to an end. If you could hold on for a few seconds it's give to sponsor another plug. The 96th episode of the Hondo Handy podcast has been brought to you by Buxy's Softy Dog and Dry Dot 28. Buxy's has been located on the beach for 23 years. Dry Dot 28 is only five years young. Two destinations and one location. A great place to catch all your sports action. NCAA hoops, hockey, baseball, football, and they have over 50 TVs and 10 satellites. Great menu serving pizza, burgers, wings, seafood, and their award-winning cheesesteak. Soon to be open seven days, but for now, Thursday through Sunday. Bracket-busting specials for the all-NCAA games and a great place to host an event with in-house catering on and off location. Call 410-289-0973 or com. My guest today has been Kevin Gates. Kevin, remember, if you think you can, you can. Thank you. Be safe and keep smiling. Thanks, Shadow. All right, appreciate it.